Hi, I'm Harriet Blevins, one of the pastors here at Life Church, and we're so glad that you're tuning in with us this morning. Hey, I'm Pastor Tim Blevins. Thank you so much for being with us. We're so honored you came to be at Online Church today. If you want to know more about who we are and what we do at Life Church, just visit us at lifecc.com. Awesome. Hey, I want to invite you to prepare yourself for a great Sunday. Our team has worked hard. Our worship team is ready. We have a great message for you today. Prepare your hearts for an amazing day. God bless you, church. Good morning. Welcome to Life Church. If we haven't ever met before, my name is Tim Blevins. I have the honor of being your pastor today, and I'm so glad you're with us. I love Sundays because I get to be with you, and if you're online with us today, I'm so honored to be able to spend this time with you today, so thank you for being here. I love Sundays because it's the day we set aside to give God and honor God this part of our week, the very first part of our week. I like what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It says to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then He will add to everything else in our life that we need. And so because we're here on the first day of the week, we are seeking God first. I believe that God will bless the rest of our week. And so I want to pray for God to bless you. Let's just take this moment. Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you that you're going to bless your people. I thank you, Lord, that we get to gather on the first day of the week. Lord, I ask that as we're here that you would inspire us by your word, strengthen us. Lord, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for the meaning of Christmas. We thank you for Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for every person that's online here today. And God, my prayer is that you would bless them, bless them abundantly in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, let me wish you a Merry Christmas. And today is our annual Christmas service. Now, normally in a normal world, in a normal year, we would have a Christmas Eve service and we would have our Christmas service then. But nothing is normal and you're at home and you're not able to be with us. And so all this is going on this year. So we are using the last uh, Sunday right before Christmas to be our Christmas service. And so... We're going to do our normal Christmas service today. Now, the only tradition I think our church has is that on the Christmas service, I always tell just the most hilarious joke ever. True, right? Hilarious. So we have a deal, though. I tell a joke, you laugh. That's the way it works. So I have a joke for you today. I'm kind of excited about it. And so here we go. There were these three brothers who were pretty wealthy but they did not know what to get their mother for Christmas. They did not know what to buy her. So the first brother, he decided he would just buy her a giant house for his mother, for her to live in. The second brother, he thought, well, I'll just get her a really expensive, fancy, fast sports car for my mom to drive. And then the third brother, he kind of thought this through a little bit, and he knew that his mom's eyes weren't working quite as good and so he decided that he was going to buy her an exotic talking parrot and he would have it shipped in internationally and this bird was trained to recite the Bible chapter and verse. So each of the brothers gave their mother this present and then on Christmas Day, the mother called them back to thank them for the gifts and so she said to the first son, she said, well, 
you must not have thought this through very much because she said, you know, I'm kind of getting older and I don't want to clean that big old house. She said, you're going to have to take that house back and do something else with it, but thank you very much. And so then she said to the second brother, she get, said to her second son, she goes, my goodness, you know I can't even see as well anymore, so I can't drive that fancy sports car that you bought me. She said, you're going to have to take it back too. But she said, but thank you for trying. But then she said to the third son, she said, finally, one of my sons really knows me and thought this through. She said, I really want to thank you for that wonderful tasting chicken you sent me. It was delicious. <laughs> so good. I hope you're laughing at home. It cracks me up every time I think about it. Oh, the tasty little chicken. So good, so good. Well, Merry Christmas. I hope you enjoyed the joke. We're in a series that we're calling Back to the Basics of Christmas. And, and I'm still laughing at my joke, and it's okay. It's so funny. I love it. But first, the week we had the, on, on our first week was Keeping Christ in Christmas. And we talked about as Christians that we're not just simply celebrating a holiday, but we're celebrating Jesus. So that was week one. Week two, last week we talked about the gift of Christmas, and Jesus is the greatest gift that has ever been given. Today my sermon is the purpose of Christmas, the purpose of Christmas. We're going to go to the book of Luke chapter 2 today, and this is kind of the account of Jesus' birth. And we'll talk about the shepherds and their encounter for just a minute. Let me summarize where we are in the story. At this point, Joseph and Mary have traveled to Bethlehem to register for the national census. When they arrived in Bethlehem, there was no place for them to stay, so they ended up lodging in a barn or in a stall. And while they were there, Mary gave birth to her firstborn son, Jesus. And so while this happened, we see in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. And the angel said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, on earth peace to those whom His favor rests. So the angel appeared to the shepherds, and he said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Christmas really is the best news you'll ever hear. It's not the fake news, it's the real news about Jesus. It is the best news you'll ever hear. And beneath all of our lights and presents and parties, there's a simple yet profound truth about the purpose of Christmas that I want to share with us today. And so today, what is the purpose of Christmas. Three things that I want to share with us that I think we all need to hear today. And number one, Christmas is a season for announcement. Christmas is a season for announcement. So the angel came and announced to the shepherds that a Savior was born. The Savior Jesus has been born. He announced it. He declared it. 
The angel didn't go to a priest. The angel didn't go to religious leaders. The angel didn't go to the governors. The angel went to some people. He went to the shepherds in the field. And the Israelites considered the shepherds to be outcast. They considered shepherds to be unclean. They even considered them unfit because of their work they did and they worked with animals. They were unfit, unclean to even come into the temple. So in other words, the angel went to someone that was considered an outsider to their religious system. Outsiders. The angel came, I believe, to demonstrate God's grace for everyone. God's grace is for everyone. Salvation is for everyone. The angel announced it. Salvation is for all. In the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 13 and through 15, it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Everyone. Verse 14 goes on to say, though, it says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in. So how can someone call out? How can someone call on the name of Jesus if they've never believed? Then it says, and how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? So they can't be saved if they haven't believed, and they can't believe if they haven't heard. And it says, and how can they hear without someone preaching to them? So how can they hear it? How can they know it? How can they believe? How can they be saved if no one is preaching? And verse 15 says, And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. How beautiful are the feet. Listen, the Bible is talking about mine and your feet. Not the beauty of our toes, but the fact that our feet have been called, have been sent to take the good news. I'm so glad we're in church today that we get to proclaim or to announce the good news that a Savior has been born. But the announcement uh, doesn't just stop here. This is the only place we should announce the good news. Announcement begins here, but you and I are to take that message to our family and to our friends. We should be spreading joy everywhere we go through the holidays. When you go to the store, don't be mean, don't be the Scrooge. Be someone that spreads joy. I believe that's part of who we are as Christians during this season is we ought to be spreading joy. We ought to be spreading the values of the kingdom of God, which is joy and love. I think we should, we should be giving to people in need during this season. That's what it looks like to be spreading joy and to be spreading the good news of Christ. We should be givers to others who have needs. We should be reaching out to our neighbors with kindness. We ought to be taking the good news of Christ Everywhere we go, Christmas is a great time to spread and the good news, to announce Jesus Christ to everyone. So the purpose of Christmas is for us to announce to the world that a Savior has been born for them. The second reason for Christmas today is Christmas is a season for celebration. Where do we get this from? Well, out of Luke 2.10, it says, The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring to you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. As Christians, we should celebrate the birth of Jesus. I love a party. I love to celebrate. I think it's amazing that we get to celebrate. I like to about celebrate anything, but when we get to celebrate Jesus, it's the best. Everything we do around the Christmas season should be celebration of our Savior who is born. I love our Christmas services. Now, 
Obviously, we're in a weird season of Christmas services, but during normal times, we usually throw a big party on our Christmas services. We have so many things that we love to do on this day just to celebrate Jesus. Celebrating is good. I actually think there's a purpose to the crazy snow machines that I love going off every Christmas when we have our services because it helps us celebrate. We should be all about celebrating Jesus. It ought to be the most festive time of the year for us. It ought to be in your home. It ought to be in your family. It ought to be in your traditions. A spirit of celebration. A spirit of celebration. If we look back at the Old Testament, God instructed the Israelites to always hold regular celebrations and festivals. And they served a purpose for them. Those, those celebrations had a purpose. Let me remind you of what those purposes are for the, the Israelites in their festivals. One, they reminded the Israelites of God's faithfulness. So they would look back at the events and the things that God had done for them, and the festivals was a reminder of God's faithfulness. Next, they used the festivals to pass on to the next generation all of the miracles of God. And so they would tell the stories of what God has done for them through these festivals, and it created an environment for them to pass on to the next generation their values of the kingdom. Third, the, the festival strengthened the people around all of their values. And so God instructed them to have these festivals, to have these celebrations, because it had purpose in it. For you and I, our celebration at Christmas can have great purpose. Let me share with you three things we ought to be celebrating during Christmas. One is I think our celebration ought to remind us of our salvation and our hope in Jesus Christ. It's a season that we are celebrating Jesus. It's a season that we are reminded of how great Jesus is in our life and that we've been saved and we have hope in Him. For me, I like that Christmas comes at the end of the year because it helps me to look back at a year and be able to recount God's faithfulness all year long. Especially in 2020 when it's been difficult, I can say that through it all, God has been faithful for us. God has been faithful in my life, and I'm pretty sure He's been faithful in your life too. I love the fact that the Bible teaches us that, that Jesus came as Emmanuel, meaning God with us. When I look back at 2020, I know that Jesus has been with us through it all. So Christmas becomes a celebration that reminds us of God's faithfulness all year long. The second thing I think Christmas can do for us, especially as parents who have little children, it's an opportunity for us to teach our children about Jesus. After all, we spend one-twelfth of a year on Christmas. whole month of December is dedicated to Christmas. And for many of us, we actually have been creeping that up all the way up to almost Halloween. So Christmas is a long season, but what an opportunity it becomes for us as parents to be able to teach our children the meaning of Christmas and who Jesus is in our life. And so it's a great way to celebrate and teach our children. And last, I think that a celebration, this celebration, Christmas celebration, should reset our heart for joy. It ought to reset our heart for joy. All year long, there have been so many things that have pushed against us, so many things that have tried to, to twist our hearts and our minds. And Christmas is a season that it resets. It's a reset button to help us reset back to joy. I like the angel when he announced the good news. He said, this good news will cause great joy. It will cause great joy. Out of understanding the good news of Christ, 
inside of us should become joy. We ought to celebrate joy from the Lord inside of us. Sometimes I need a reminder to have joy. Sometimes I get a little focused on the things that are happening in our culture, and our world, and I just need a reminder to stand in joy through it all. You probably need that same reminder as well. Christmas becomes a celebration. Joy, it comes from within us. It doesn't come from outside of us. If we had to depend on things going on outside of us, we would all be absolutely crazy right now. But we have joy because we have God on the inside of us. You can have joy in God if you trust God. The only way you'll have real joy is to trust God. Because in the season when things are unstable and things are difficult, we have to trust God. We have to trust God that He's going to get us through it, that God's going to, He's going to be victorious in our life. Out of that trust, then we can say, God, I trust you, therefore I can be joyful in this season. We should be able to have joy in all seasons. It's different than happiness, but we can have joy in the season. So the purpose of Christmas, the second purpose, is celebration. And celebration has its purpose for us in our life. The third thing I want to share with us today about the Christmas season is that Christmas is a season for salvation. The Bible said in Luke chapter 2.11, that it says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. A Savior has been born to you. This is good news for you. This is great news for you. It says a Savior has been born for you. In other words, Jesus is personal. He came to earth for you. God loved you so much that He sent His Son. He loves you. He cares about you. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. You need to know that Jesus came for you. This is good news for you. Salvation can be defined as deliverance from sin, self, and hell. True. It can be defined from what we are saved from. But not only are we saved from something, we are saved for something. I believe that we are saved from sin, but we are saved for peace. And I believe that's what Luke 2.14 is teaching us when it says, Glory to God in the highest heaven, on earth peace. In other words, God wants you to have peace today, on earth. Listen, our Christianity, our faith in Jesus isn't just about someday. It isn't just about heaven. I believe that God wants you to have peace today. You are saved from sin, but you're also saved for peace. Because it says, on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. In other words, those who have believed in Jesus can receive peace on earth. You cannot have peace in life without having a relationship with Jesus. And Christmas, the purpose of Christmas, is salvation. So today, on Christmas 2020, I want to offer you salvation today. I want to offer you the fact that you can be saved from your sin, but you can be saved for peace today. I don't know about you, but I want all the peace I can have in my life, and I want that for you. You will not have peace 
without having Jesus in your life. And I want to share with you four thoughts about how you can have peace today, how you can be saved from sin and saved for peace. One thing I want you to get is you. You are loved by God. God loves you. He cares about you. He wants the best for your life. He wants you to be saved from your sin, and He wants you to be saved for peace today. He loves you so much. The second thing is, is, is man. All of us have sin, and it's that sin that separates us from God. Every person, young or old, has sinned and fallen short of being perfect. You'll never be good enough to measure up to perfection. We've all sinned. The third thing I want to share with you is about Christ. Christ died for you. He died to pay the penalty for our sins. And He is the only price that can be paid for you and I. And He did it for us. The only thing you and I have to do, the only thing you have to do is to accept salvation. Accept the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. And so today I want to take a moment and offer to you salvation. Christmas 2020. The purpose of Christmas could be for your salvation. Would you receive Him today? If you want that peace, if you want to be saved from your sin, and you want to be saved for peace, it's right here for you today. Let's take this moment. Would you bow your heads? Father, we thank You for this day. I thank You for every person that's here, that's tuned in online, that's engaged with us today. I thank You, Father. I thank You, Lord, that we've taken this day to gather. But Father, right now, for those who have never met you, would you just knock on their heart? Would you just begin to speak to them that, that you are real and that you love them, just like you, you've taught us, that you love us? And God, we all recognize that we need a Savior. Thank you for Jesus. If you want to be saved today, would you say this with me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. He died for my sins. I am totally forgiven. As of Christmas 2020, I am a new person. I am saved. I love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Hey, Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas season, and I can't look forward, I can't wait to see you and look forward to seeing you another time soon. God bless.